Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynamic Dialogue Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Matranga, and in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some mental models, frameworks, and general thoughts on persevering and maintaining discipline on a fitness or personal growth journey of any kind. I've worked with many clients over the years who have gone on to accomplish amazing things with their fitness and in life, and I've been a long for the journey with them. These are people who might be struggling with fitness, but be highly motivated and successful in other areas. And I've learned a little bit about the keys to what I believe it takes to stick with something that you are struggling with or that does not come easy to eventually achieve a big goal, whether that be losing 50 pounds, gaining 25 pounds of muscle, or accomplishing something in your career, personal life, or relationships. So let's get into those, and I hope you enjoy the episode. This podcast has some awesome partners, and one of my favorite, of course, is Legion Athletics. Legion is my go-to supplement manufacturer for what I like to call my big rock supplements. This would be my protein powder, my pre-training formula, my post-training formula and creatine, and my kind of ancillary vitamins and micronutrient protection. So why do I like Legion so much? What sets them apart? It's quite simple. Legion uses all natural ingredients. All the formulas include natural coloring and natural sweeteners. No artificial sweeteners, just stevia. And every single formulation, be it a pre-workout or a vitamin, contains clinically effective dosages of ingredients shown to work in humans in clinical research supported by robust trials. No filler, just legit ingredients in each and every formulation proven to work. The whey protein isolate is so light, it's fantastic, it mixes in water, it tastes amazing, and I drink it every day, even as somebody who's lacking lactose intolerant. That's just how high quality this whey protein is, and it's sourced from Irish dairy cows that are raised well, eat their natural diet, and packaged in climate-friendly packaging. I love their plant protein too. For those of you who like something that's a little on the thicker side and you aren't a fan of animal products. Also, I love Legion's pre-workout, but specifically the pre-workout that does not contain caffeine. That would be their stim-free pulse. I'm a huge, huge fan of beta-alanine and L-citrulline, but I don't like taking in wildly high amounts of caffeine. So if you are somebody who likes pre-workout with caffeine, you can try pulse. Or if you like it without caffeine, because you maybe want to enjoy your morning coffee or monitor your caffeine consumption, try the pulse stim-free. My favorite flavors there for sure are the new grape and the amazing, amazing tropical punch. As for my creatine, I get that from Legion's Recharge, five grams each and every day. I take it on the days I train as well as the days I do not because Recharge also contains L-carnitine, which can help with promoting muscle recovery and decreasing soreness, as well as some ingredients to help with creatine utilization. And of course, my favorite supplements for my ancillary micronutrient health are Legion's Multivitamin and Legion's Greens Powder. Not only do these two products contain a ton of high-quality vitamins and minerals, they also contain unique adaptogens like KSM-66 ashwagandha and reishi mushroom, which I like to take each and every day to promote my health. If you want to cover all your bases with a high-quality protein, creatine, post-workout, or the ancillary micronutrient health stuff like greens powders and multivitamin, I encourage you to go over to legionathletics.com and check out using the promo code DANNY. That'll save you 20% on your first order and you'll rack up points that you can use the same way as cash every time you use the code and you'll also be supporting the show. Okay, so 
uh, a mental model or a way of looking at things that many people are familiar with um, when it comes to increasing compliance in search of an outcome or a goal uh, is the importance of visualization, the importance of being able to see yourself reach the goal, uh, being able to visualize yourself reaching the goal. And I think when it comes to long-term goal setting, um, even we've seen this in the research with things like short-term performance outcomes, goal setting is rather remarkable. If you take two groups of people and you have one of them practice shooting a free throw uh, without the ball in their hand, and then another group and you have them practice shooting the free throw in their mind, no basketball. When you compare these two groups, this has been shown in the literature they both end up improving their shooting and the visualization group scores on par with the actual practice group. Now, if I played in the NBA, would I rely on rudimentary visualization tools such as this? Probably not. I think I'd want something that was a little more comprehensive, but visualization is really key. So if you are on a fitness journey, you're looking to improve, you're looking to get better, uh, perhaps you're looking to uh, lose body fat visualize yourself leaner. If you are looking to build muscle, visualize yourself more muscular. If you want to, you know, pick up a morning routine of training, visualize yourself getting up in the morning, making a protein shake, hopping in the car early, getting to the gym, taking a shower, being early to the office, visualize these things. And yes, I am very much aware at the limited capability visualization has to generate results. It is at best a force multiplier, meaning if you're not doing anything, no amount of visualization will help. Um, but these are tools for being successful and finding ways to work out and find motivation to train and to push harder even when you don't want to. And I think visualization is the best starting point. From there, I have a couple of tips that I think fall into the visual and ocular um, category. These are things that you can do and you can use. So another tool, this is a framework that's worked very well for me, is writing the goal down. Okay. So I have a goal sheet and for, for many of you, this might seem silly, but as a highly motivated young person who did not come from particularly affluent background, who had to essentially kind of pick myself up and carry myself through young adulthood using personal training uh, and fitness coaching as a way to pay through school, pay my way through school, to pay my rent, to pay my car payment, to buy my first home, to open my gym. These are things that have largely been done on one piece of paper or have largely all shared space on one piece of paper for the better part of the last decade. When I was 20 years old, on a piece of paper, I printed one year, five year, and 10 year goals. And I put those one year, five year, and 10 year goals on a door in my bedroom. And on that door, I had goals like be the top salesperson at 24-hour fitness, uh, be the top trainer at 24-hour fitness in terms of number of sessions, graduate with a 3.5 GPA or higher, graduate in four years or earlier. You know, these things that were important to me. And obviously in my college days, those goals that I just mentioned were closer. And 
goals like owning a gym, having a podcast, having a following on social media, owning my first home. Those were things that were in like the 10-year goal category. But interestingly enough, every day seeing those things on my door, looking me in the face before I walked out of my bedroom made a huge difference. I would consult that list directly on a semi-regular basis, but even just having it there, even on the days that I didn't stop to actually read what was on the list, knowing it was there, seeing the words and just being reminded, you have a goal, you have a mission. And this tactic has worked really well for clients of mine as well. And you know, those are more personal goals, more success-oriented goals, but you can obviously segue your fitness goals into this. Uh, I like micro notes. Micro notes work really well. Leave a note in your car dashboard that says, go to the gym, stop by the gym, visit the gym on your way home from work. Leave a sticky note on the fridge that says, are you hungry or are you bored? You know, leave a sticky note above your scale that says it's just data. There are so many ways that you can encourage yourself using goal setting techniques like well and we'll talk more about goal setting and smart goal setting and how you can actually fuel motivation with proper effective goal setting and and focusing more on the process than the outcome anyway if you have micro notes that encourage you and you have perhaps a macro note slash manifesto of what it is that you intend to accomplish in the next six three months six months 12 months uh, now what I do is 3, 6, 12, 36, and 10 plus. So basically the short window of like one month to three months, six months, the long-term window of like a year, the moderate term window, moderate long-term window of three years, and then the big goal of 10. I would recommend making a number of lists and putting it where you need to see it daily. Uh, I would also recommend micro notes but if you want to kind of bypass the, the planning and the sit down process of long-term goal development and cultivation, like you don't want the brainstorming session of I, what are my one month fitness goals, my three month fitness goals, my six month fitness and career goals, my three month fitness career and money goals, my, tw- my 10 year fitness career money and relationship goals, then do this, do the most basic thing, have a daily checklist, do everything on the fucking checklist put working out on the checklist. I understand that that is very reductionist and very simplified, and there will be days that you don't do everything on your checklist, but that's the point. The point is, if you don't do everything on your checklist, you're going to know, and you're going to be frustrated, and you're going to do better the following day to hopefully do everything on your checklist, which should include working out, getting in shape. Now, hear me out. (sighs) Motivation... And the loss of motivation seems to be a huge reason why people don't work out. They stop working out. They lose steam with their workout journey, their fitness journey. Maybe they lose steam in the the pursuit of a goal. Uh, When I was looking to purchase my first home and, and finding a property for the gym, I almost gave up so many times. But I had a lot of friends and I had a lot of people who were working with me, working for me, working to help me, working to keep me motivated and saying encouraging things. Don't give up. Hey, let's keep looking. Hey, I'm going to find something. Hey, don't don't, don't get it twisted. Uh, We got this. And so I think that there's a tremendous amount of value in surrounding yourself with the right kind of people 
And I think there's a tremendous value in surrounding yourself with inspirational and motivational people. But the truth is, there's going to be a lot of times where your motivation to push wavers because maybe you miss a workout or maybe you fall on your face. And there's a little bit of a kind of, okay, gut check moment. Like it's getting tough. And this is where most people quit is when it starts to get tough They run into a little bit of adversity and the motivation fades. And something that has been a really good model for me in continuing to pursue challenging things, continuing to maintain a workout habit, you know, because as a coach, podcaster, online coach, studio owner, a fiance, husband to be, somebody who wants to have a family, somebody with two dogs, there's a lot to do. And I'm hardly ever motivated to do all of it. That would be the biggest crock of bullshit in the world. For me to tell you I'm always motivated to do all of that stuff? Yeah, bullshit. There's so many more days where I don't want to train than I do, but I remember the benefits of working out. And so that's kind of my third mental model is you must detach from the physical only viewpoint or the way it affects your aesthetics viewpoint only of your training, of your exercise, of your healthy eating. Most of you want to look better. Most of you want to perform better. Most of you want to live longer, but most of you have forgotten that exercise is an incredibly valuable tool for extending lifespan, health span, boosting mood, increasing work performance. It is a glue. It brings everything together. You want to be better in your marriage? Be in shape. Stay in shape. It makes sex better. It keeps things in a position where hopefully as you age, health does not deteriorate. I've had a number of clients that I've trained who've had a partner whose health deteriorated more quickly than theirs because they did not take care of it. And that is devastating on a partnership, on a relationship. You want to be better in business? Show up well-trained. Incorporate a regular resistance training routine. Watch what happens to your discipline, right? There's so many ways working out benefits your life outside of how you look. And if you're only motivated to work out because it'll make you look better, good luck keeping that habit going. It's tough, guys. It's really not easy. And you're boxing yourself in if you make the way you look your singular motivation and rationale for training. That's just not something that typically goes well for a long amount of time because there's going to be a day where you're more motivated to be social, have fun, have a drink, or at least more tempted than you are motivated to go do a grueling workout that's supposed to quote unquote change how you look, but you know, it's not going to change how you look in the long run only in this or in the short term, only in the long run. So how the hell are you going to be inspired? Oh, well, I want to look better, but it ain't going to kick in until six months. Hell no. But a workout done well will make you feel better the second you walk out of the gym. It'll give you juice for the rest of the day. So let me put it to you this way, folks. You need to find a way to make the things you want to accomplish with your fitness, with your career, with your relationships that are not exactly the funnest, sexiest, and most appealing thing to do on your worst days. You need to see the benefit in the short, intermediate, and long term. You need to find a way to zoom out and identify benefits and rationale for doing these things that are greater than superficial notions. So if it's a business thing, it's probably going to have to be bigger than just making money. If it's a fitness thing, it's probably going to have to be better than just looking good. If it's a relationship thing, it's probably going to be a little bit beyond things like superficial forms of attraction, like, oh, that person's hot, or, oh, I just don't want to have too many difficult discussions. 
What's going on, guys? Taking a break from this episode to tell you a little bit about my coaching company, Core Coaching Method. More specifically, our app-based training. We partnered with Train Heroic to bring app-based training to you using the best technology and best user interface possible. You can join either my Home Heroes team, or you can train from home with bands and dumbbells, or Elite Physique, which is a female bodybuilding-focused program where you can train at the gym with equipments designed specifically to help you develop strength as well as the glutes, hamstrings, quads, and back. I have more teams coming planned for a variety of different fitness levels. But what's cool about this is when you join these programs, you get programming that's updated every single week. The sets to do, the reps to do, exercise tutorials filmed by me with me and my team. So you'll get my exact coaching expertise as to how to perform the movement, whether you're training at home or you're training in the gym. And again, these teams are somewhat specific. So you'll find other members of those communities looking to pursue similar goals at similar fitness levels. You can chat, ask questions, upload form for form review, ask for substitutions. It's a really cool training community and you can try it completely free for seven days. Just click the link in the podcast description below. Can't wait to see you in the core coaching collective, my app-based training community. Back to the show. You know, like there are things that you will have to do in these elements of life that we'd all like to be our best and improve in that are going to feel shitty on days where you're strung out and you're busy. So you need to have some resilience and you need to have some resistance. Okay. Number four, I think that when it comes to pursuing your fitness, pursuing a dream, pursuing a goal, uh, There are multiple versions of yourself for whom it helps to be able to, let's say, occupy. You need to be able to occupy a younger version of yourself, the current version of yourself, yourself in about 10 years and yourself on your deathbed or at 90, as Peter Attia would say. And so ask yourself questions like, would the young version of me be proud or disappointed in the current version of me? for doing or not doing the behavior. So let's say the behavior is, I want a better relationship and I want better fitness. So four times a week, I'm going to go on a one hour walk with my wife and we're going to talk about things that we both love. Beautiful habit, amazing thing to do with your spouse, partner, even a non-romantic partner to deepen a relationship. Go outside, do some activity together. You make a commitment four times a week. Okay, but you're out golfing with the boys. Let's say you're out golfing. You have a standing date for a walk at three o'clock, but it's 1.30 and you're on the ninth hole. You're about to hit the turn. You can play nine more and push the walk back, okay? Or, or you can do what you said you were going to do. And both of them are active enough, right? That it's probably not the best equivalency, but you might be tempted to round that turn and play nine more holes and nothing bad would come of it, but you blow off that meeting. You blow off that appointment that you set. And if you ask the younger version of yourself, what do you want to do? This is why I like this sliding scale. You ask the young version, they'll probably say, fuck it. Let's play nine more holes, baby. You ask the current version of yourself. They say, well, I don't know. You ask the version of yourself you want to be in 10 years, 
what would you do? They'd probably say, absolutely, let's go home and do the walk. The person you want to be should be telling you to do the thing that your conscious knows you need to do. And then if you ask your 90-year-old self, it'll say, well, I hope you spent meaningful time with like both groups of people. Instead of spending all your time golfing with your friends, did you spend meaningful time with your wife? Did you have balance? And if there is a clear parity between what the younger, less mature version of yourself would say and the older, more mature version of yourself lean into the maturity. If there's ever, you know, unanimity where you're like, wow, should I, um, you know, drink 20 beers this weekend and get behind a motor vehicle or the wheel of a motor vehicle, every single version and iteration of yourself is going to say, no, 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 no. But more often than not, there's going to be a piece of you that wants to deviate from this routine. There's going to be a piece of you that wants to let down current you, the you you'd like to be in 10 years, and the you at 90 down so that current you and maybe child you can go have a little fun. Oh, I don't want to eat my oatmeal and Greek yogurt today. I want to have a cinnamon roll. Well, the cinnamon roll has 400 more calories than the oatmeal and protein shake, and it has zero protein, and it's going to send me right up against my fat macros for the whole day, but I really want it. Well, if you have multiple people, multiple versions of yourself, let's say, that you have to check in with, I think that can be really powerful. And I tell my clients this all the time. If Especially like, let's say it's food. If you have a pantry that you share with your family and there's like a communal amount of food in there and there's some foods in there that you don't want to eat and you have that micro note on the pantry and says, oh, are you hungry? Are you bored? Whatever, right? That micro note is kind of acting like the version of you that you'd like to hear from in the future. You can also just visualize like, hey, every time I go into the pantry and I eat something that's not on my plan, and maybe you adjust down the road, so that's fine. You know, we don't have to demonize foods. But I eat something that's not on my plan and it sets me back and I know what I'm doing in the moment. That version of you that you would like to become through fitness is moving further away. And the same thing in your relationships, if you blow off obligations. Oh, my fiance and I have like a standing date to watch football every Sunday, which is funny because my fiance and I do. Um, you know, we watch almost every game together for every team, even our, like even the teams that we like. She loves the 49ers. I love the Rams. They're rivals. That's okay. Because twice a year we get to root against each other when we play. But then every other game, I pretty much root for the Niners on her behalf. She tries to help me root for the Rams. And we watch games that don't include our teams. And if I were to trade one of those Sundays in here and there, you know, it'd be okay. But the kind of person I want to be, the kind of partner I'd like to be in, the kind of relationship I'd like to have means that most Sundays during football season, I'm going to be with my fiance, my wife, you know, in, in a couple of years, hopefully our family will be together for those moments. And I don't see myself in the future and the version of the life that I would like to have in the future, wanting to make in too many trades of those days. So that means on days where I maybe know I need to record a podcast. I know that I need to film content. I know that I want to post content, right? All of these things, these really unique, um, difficult things, basically work versus family time. The more I trade work in, the version of myself that I want to be actually gets further away because the future me is more balanced. And so I, I want you guys to develop a mental model of who, who do you want to be in the future? What does that look like? You need to have a cultivate a way of thinking about yourself in the future 
that you can visualize that is positive, that is, you know, where you'd ultimately like to be that you check in with when you are making decisions. And that is a practice. Okay. That's not something that you hear on a podcast and you're just perfect. Start today with just making the characters, make the character version of your younger self, make the character version of yourself in 10 years, make the character version of yourself at 90 and make sure that there are people, you know, who you would like to be when you're future casting and check in with them. It can be amazing. And I know it sounds like I'm recommending imaginary friends, which essentially I am, but in a more serious way. Okay. Another tool that works very well is to just maintain a clear, communicable goal about what it is you want to accomplish. You've heard of SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, specific. I want to bench 300 pounds. Measurable, how many pounds? 300. I can measure that. Attainable, yes, I can currently bench 280. I'm only 20 pounds away. Realistic, yes, a 20 pound increase in bench press for a natural lifter is reasonable. Timely, I'd like to do this inside of eight weeks. Doable, okay? Uh, A professional can always check on that. Another example of a smart goal I would like to be a millionaire by 30, okay? So let's say if that's possible. Is it specific? Yes. Why? Because it's measured as a million dollars and it has an endpoint at 30. Is it attainable? We shall see. Is it realistic? Depends. If you have $0 in your bank account and no skill, probably not. If you have $400,000 in your bank account and a very specific marketable skill, you can earn $300,000 a year perhaps. Well, it may very well be possible, but you might have to make some changes. There's, again, the time-bound component at the end. I have two years. So if you are familiar with SMART goals, you're basically familiar with what a goal ought to look like. But the thing I forget is, you know, and I think a lot of people forget with the SMART goals, is it's not like really easy to carry that around with you. You need to condense that goal, not into like a piece of paper, S-M-A-R-T, just be like, I want to bench 300 pounds by this date. I want to bench 300 pounds by this date. I want to have this much money by this date. I want to accomplish this thing by this date. You know, that's what you need to break that goal down until I want to be happy with my body through my adult life. I want to take care of my finances for my family. But, you know, you've got to take that goal, make it a sentence that you can say and almost turn it into a mantra, make it communicable, make it simple, make so make it so that there is legitimately no real excuse not to be clear on that goal. What do you mean? What you want to get in shape? What the hell does that mean? The amount of times I've heard that. People come into my studio. Yeah, I'm just looking to feel better and get in shape. And that's usually what they say at first. You work with them for a month and it's like, boom, the floodgates open. I hate the way my body looks. I want my husband to look at me differently. I just can't do another vacation in a two-piece. I need to be able to live independently as I age. Like The real motives that you have, the stuff that you don't tell people, the reasons that you want to get in shape, that you want to accomplish something big, that you want to cut that nasty habit that you have that you're having a hard time kicking, you need to get real fucking clear on that real fast and make it communicable. I am going to change this behavior on this timeline, right? Find whatever the SMART goal, find what the goal is, plug it into the SMART framework, 
derive it, like distill it into a one sentence thing, write that bitch on your goal sheet, put it on a micro note, repeat it in the car, visualize it. Look, if you are just trying to achieve your fitness goals purely by working on things exclusively like diet and nutrition and lifestyle, like sleep, you're going to make it there. I would pretty much guarantee it. But if you want to make it there a little bit more easily and with a little bit more peace of mind and with a little less like just having to grit your teeth, having some psychological things that you can do to stay on track, not deviate, to remain motivated, to remain inspired is a huge tool. A couple really uh, quick tips here to finish. Uh, and this is for habit-based stuff. Again, this could be for picking up golf, maintaining a fitness routine, cooking healthier, building your business, recording podcasts, whatever. Pick your never miss days. That means you got to pick a couple days a week that you will never miss. Never do this with clients all the time. I don't have time to work out. Okay, that's fine. If there was a day of the week, gun to your head that you had to work out, what day of the week would you pick? Oh, well, I'd probably pick something like Tuesday because it's my day off. Okay, so you do have a day off. Yeah, well, I have to pick up the kids. What time do you pick up the kids? Oh, I pick them up at three. Okay. Can you work out from one to two? Shower, go pick up the kids. Yeah, I think I could do that. Okay, that's your no miss day. Find your no miss day or days. Whatever it is that you're looking to accomplish, you're going to have to commit time to it. You're going to have to move the needle forward with it. But most importantly, you're not going to be able to take large periods of time away from the task. More than a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, you'll start to go backwards, especially with things like fitness. So pick your never miss days, meaning that no matter how crazy or chaotic a week it has been, barring any trauma or you know unforeseen circumstances, you will at least move the habit and move the behavior forward on those never miss days. This one for fitness specifically, if you just have a really difficult time seeing how you're going to finish a workout uh, when you're so unmotivated, this is for the days, like with just getting there, like how the fuck are you going get to your, get yourself there? Remember that if you can just commit to a warm up, the likelihood of you not training goes way down. So drag your ass to the car, drag your ass to the parking lot, get your ass out of the car, get your gym bag out of the trunk. Walk your ass through the door. Put your ass on the treadmill. Do a five-minute walk. Okay, you're warming up. You are 99 times more likely to train if you do that than you are if you are sitting on the fucking couch waiting for the motivation to just appear. It doesn't work that way. People who are in shape know this. They just, that's the difference. People who are not in shape think that people who are are more motivated they are not. They are usually just a lot better at finding ways to make their fitness suck less when they're not motivated. Very, very simple. Okay. And then a final option you might have is to use the 10 minute rule, which is to make a rule daily to commit 10 minutes towards a task you want to accomplish towards an outcome you want to generate. I want to be a better dad. We'll spend 10 minutes a day minimum with your kid. I want to be a better husband. Okay. We'll spend 10 minutes a day before bed talking to your wife about her day. I want to be a better golfer. Okay. 10 minutes a day putting. I want to be in better shape. Okay. 10 minutes a day walking on the bike, lifting weights, whatever. Find a 10 minute chunk committed every day. And that works really well. Okay, folks, these are just some musings on how you might improve motivation, stick with things, and really drive habits home. And ultimately, 
it can be distilled down to visualization, the making of lists, the development of characterized versions of yourself in the past and future who can help to hold you accountable, who you can check in with, to remember the non-superficial benefits of your wealth goals, of your family goals, of your fitness goals, all of these things that probably matter a lot to you, they cannot be pegged to superficial outcomes only. Your motivation will dwindle much more quickly. You need to make sure that you have smart goals that are distilled into communicable sentences sentences that you can repeat and write and that leave no questions unanswered. And some quick tips are to find some never miss days for your habit to commit to the warm up or the smallish version of the task possible and to do the 10 minute rule of committing at least 10 minutes daily to the task. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and remind you that if you want to help this thing grow and help me reach more people, the best way you can do that is simply by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Reviews are huge for helping more people find the podcast, and it would mean the world to me if you took a few minutes to leave one for the show. Share it on your Instagram story and tag me. I love catching up with you guys that way means a ton. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.